I've spoken over the last few months on employee well-being. It's something I'm incredibly passionate about. Yet the more I delve into this subject, the more aspects of it I feel compelled to explore. In my most recent post, Why Employee Well-Being Should Be Top Priority of Any Business Leader, I shared my view that every great business leader treats caring for their employees as the highest responsibility that they have. Whilst I acknowledge that it's money that's enabled you to have a business to lead, it should never be overlooked that the people who are making that money in the first place are the people you should focus your attention on. At the end of the day, your biggest asset is your people, and in order to get the best, you need to offer them the best. The usual reaction to this would be somewhere along the lines of, I'll just give them more money. Of course, money does help. It's a traditional way of proving the value of an individual and does enable your employee to have a more comfortable life outside of work. However, the trouble is, offering an unhappy employee more money can also be acknowledged as a form of compensation, a solid solution in the short term but flawed in the long term. Money and power may keep people in a job, but it certainly can't empower them to do their best work. You can't buy loyalty. Time is more valuable than money. For most people, one third of our lives are spent working. It's something that's always been the case, but a fact that's only come to the forefront of the employee well-being conversation over recent years. A report by PwC found that employees of all generations are prioritizing flexibility in their jobs. Some people have said that flexibility in a job is more important than a promotion or compensation. One large reason for that is because it provides more of a work-life balance. Having more control over your time means that the employee can reduce the stress of commuting, both mentally and financially, and enjoy quality time with their loved ones. In response, they'd feel more committed to a company who are more committed to providing them with the opportunity to live a happier life. Another point to note, whilst in the topic of time, is that it's very precious. This purpose-driven attitude that the millennial workforce are driving into the HR department reflects everyone's desire to live a meaningful life. This is something that has been a desire for centuries. It's just taken a long time for it to be comfortable enough conversation to be catapulted to the forefront of employee well-being. The future of employment does not revolve around money. We're growing into an age of employment where money doesn't speak the same language that it used to. A six-figure salary just doesn't quite cut it when you're working in a high-pressurised environment where the culture is to scour at anyone who leaves before 7pm and feel constrained to your cubicle. Most of the literature on this topic has stemmed from conversations around the millennial market. In the US alone, this market accounts for over 54 million employees, and let's face it, that number is going to grow. Millennials are not a genre of people, they're the generation of tomorrow and right now. For the sake of avoiding confusion, I'll state here that my reference to millennials are those born between 1980 and 1999. By 2025, Deloitte predicts that that'll make up 75% of the workforce, a vital figure to be taken into account. Several studies have found that millennials are the purpose-driven generation. They've grown up in a time of rapid technological advancement and financial prosperity, unlike the generations before who've had to rebuild and re-navigate workforces after wars and, of course, the Great Depression. Whilst previous generations have installed the thought that job security is the most important goal in our careers, The generations of both today and tomorrow are steering this ship in another direction. People want to feel like what they're doing is truly helping. Whilst money can certainly be used as a tool to recognise their hard work, developing a company culture that empowers hard work through celebration sparks a stronger incentive to give something your all. 
your company culture is crucial. What I've been leading to, as you may have recognised, is that long-lasting motivation comes from laying solid foundations. The less you care about shaping a company culture, the higher your retention rate will be. It's also worth noting here that every company culture is different. At Zappos, employees have been paid $2,000 to quit if they don't like the job after a week. Netflix offer unlimited holiday to their employees and let them expense their items they need without approval. Squarespace organise guest lectures and have built relaxation spaces. Twitter's famous for its fully knitted out rooftop garden meeting space. And for the record, these are just highlights of what these great companies can offer. The companies in these examples are all very different to each other, as is their culture. However, they all hire their employees based on how well they'll fit into the environment that they're built. If you're interviewing two candidates and one was more skilled than the other, but the other was a better culture fit, you'd be better off hiring the latter. While skills are important to the success of a business, they can also be taught and developed. The person who fits in best with your team is far more likely to be in it for the long haul and be loyal to the business. Company culture must be both designed for and built by your employees. Listen to the people steering your ship. They'll tell you how it should look, feel and thrive.